Tonight, lessons from Catwoman. Will we get more Thor? And go team venture! Tonight on the comics edition of Multiverse. Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 95. 95 or five episodes away from the big 100. Woo! And uh, episode 95, the comics edition. Now, uh, I don't really have a lot to say here at the beginning. You know, kind of sad that uh, the Venture Brothers might not get another season. That that was kind of a bum bummer. I mean, twenty twenty really is a dumpster fire. Yeah, I I you know I don't want to put out things out there in the ether, but there are there are some there are, you know Bob Bob Newhart and and Betty White watch yourselves because you know I let's just hope that both of them make it to twenty twenty one. Because, uh, frankly, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the Grim Reaper is after both of them. Now, there's not a lot to say here. You know, I've fallen into the routine of, you know, work, home, you know, play a little, play a little game, work, home, play a little game, work, home, play a little game. So, you know... There's nothing more to say, except let's go on to the DC comic news. Catwoman did one thing for Halle Berry's career, and it wasn't to end it. The actress said that the Razzie Award-winning bonfire of a comics movie made her want to direct. She told Variety, quote, The story didn't feel quite right. I remember having that argument... Why can't Catwoman save the world like Bat- Batman and Superman do? Why is she just saving women from a face cream that cracks their faces off? But I was just the actor for hire. I wasn't the director. I had very little say over that. Unquote. Now, currently she's directing a new sports drama called Bruised. And, you know, I can't have to say, yeah, she's correct. You know, and maybe back then she just didn't have the clout to say this stinks to high heaven, you know, I'm gonna take a take a walk from this, you know, or why can't this be rewritten? But yeah. It was really an awful movie. I I've haven't been able to even sit through that movie all the way from beginning to end. It's just ugh. now uh Now, Wonder Woman 1984 has been moved to Christmas, and it has been chased through the 2020 calendar to the literal end. You know, 
one week later is the end of the year. So, In a statement, WW1984 director Pat Jenkins said, quote, First and foremost, let me say how much Gal and I love all our devoted Wonder Woman fans around the world. And your excitement for WW84 couldn't make us happier or more eager for you to see the movie. Because I know how important it is to bring this movie to you on a big screen when all of us can share the experience together. I'm hopeful you won't mind waiting just a little bit longer. With the new date on Christmas Day, we can't wait to spend the holidays with you. Unquote. Now, the new release date puts it just a week after the new adaptation of Dune, West Side Story, and Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. Yeah, it's Coming the Lair to America. Yeah, they went all cutesy with the title. Uh, we will wait to see if this holds true or if they decide to just hold on to that, hold on it completely. Again, it's it's kind of funny that you can right now walk into a Walmart or you know any other retailer and find the Wonder Woman eighty four Lego set, so you can make your own Wonder Woman eighty four movie using Lego right now. December also brings us winter. In this, in DC's case, it's an endless winter. Ron Mars and Andy Lanning are queuing up for DC's next crossover event, Justice League Endless Winter. The miniseries, told over the Justice League titles and bookended by two specials, will run the entire month of December. In an interview with comic book resources, Mars and Lanning promote the crossover that sees parallel storylines between the present-day DCU and 10th century Vikings battling the new villain, the Frost King. Mars told the site, quote, the seeds of the story are really planted in the 10th century, and as you see the issues, you'll see that literally and figuratively, every issue will have this sequence set in the 10th century, which includes what we're calling, for our own purposes, the Justice League Viking, which is Hapalta, Black Adam, Viking Prince, and Swamp Thing. The notion being that there is a collection of heroes in every era, and this is the heroes that came together in that era. What goes on in the past very much dictates how this comes back in the present. And I guess we can say the threat is called the Frost King. How the mistakes in the past dictate how things go in the present, and learning the lessons in the past is what is the necessary function for the Justice League now. There are connections to the past that dictate how things go on in the present, both for good and for ill. Unquote. Well, maybe, I'll pick, maybe I'll pick that up. You know, I definitely want to see, you know, more. Now, uh, also coming out in December is Batman Beyond, which is unfortunately being brought to an end with December's issue number 50. Now, this was part of the fallout from the Warner Media cuts at DC. Here's the promo for the final issue, quote, the finale of Dan Jurgen's iconic run on Batman Beyond finds Terry McGinnis accused of crimes he didn't commit. When one of his greatest rogues, the formidable Inc., poses as Batman and causes havoc around Gotham City, Wonder Woman will stop by to confront Batman Beyond. Will Terry be able to convince her that he's innocent, or will he find himself the enemy of one of the DC's greatest heroes? The epic conclusion of the series is here. This will be written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Sean Chen and Sean per per Parsons, with a cover by Dan Mora, and a variant cover by Francis Manipul. 
It will be on sale December 22nd and retail for $3.99. Now also coming to an end is Brian Michael Bendis' run on Action Comics and Superman. Now issues number issues action issues action comic number 1028 and Superman number 29 will be the end but of course he's not finished with DC Comics but future projects are not known at this time. Now uh to uh tell you what's in the issue here Action Comics number 1028 the powerhouse creative team of Brian Michael Bendis, John Romita Jr., and Klaus Janssen wrap up their run on Action Comics with House of Kent epilogue. With the final fate of Metropolis's underworld revealed at last, it's time for each member of the House of Kent to face their unknown futures head-on, including Lois, Connor, John, Kara, Jimmy, and, of course, Clark Kent. This standalone Superman story connects threads from Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, Superman, Justice League, Legion of Superheroes, and other unforgettable series in epic and unexpected ways. And Superman number 28. It's the Man of Steel's last stand in this final Superman tale by the superstar team of Brian Michael Bendis, Ivan Rees, and Joe Prado. Superman comes face-to-face with an alien race that he desperately wants to help before it is too late. As the cosmically powered race known as the Sinmar aim their deadly power at the Man of Steel's adopted planet, Superman finds himself pushed past anything he has ever faced. Get ready to experience a powerhouse moment for Superman that's been years in the making. Yeah. Again, I I haven't been caught up on Superman the Superman comics in you know quite a long time. Now, let's talk about the second installment of DC Fandom. The second one was titled Explore the Multiverse. First off, the sequel to the first Shazam movie, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, will replace, will definitely see more of the Shazam family in action. Director David F. Sandberg said at DC Fandom, quote, Now they're all superheroes. They're all a family with superpowers. And now we finally get to see that. We only got a glimpse of that in the first movie. So that's something to look forward to. Unquote. The movie should start shooting next year and will be released in November of 2022. The Flash, Season 7, will definitely look at the mysterious speeder Godspeed this season. Showrunner Eric Wallace said about the mystery, quote, I don't like spoilers. Let's just say there's a certain speedster who wore a white costume whose clones kept showing up. Really, Team Flash has to deal with that. But we never re- never caught the real guy or girl. Let's just say we might find out that mystery this season. Now also, unquote, now also discussed how events in our world might affect the series, especially Joe. Eric Wallace said, quote, The world right now is on fire. We have to look at what's around us. It definitely informs specifically Joe's story, but in a good way and in a positive way because we need to be socially responsible as artists. Yeah, I love the comic books and the Flash, but I'm a person first. We have to be people first and work together to make the world a better place. I believe that's where those changes are coming from. So yeah, you'll notice some changes, definitely. Unquote. The Batwoman season looked looked at uh, Javika Leslie stepping into the Batwoman role. Showrunner Carolyn Dries talked about Javika's audition, saying, quote, When Javika auditioned, it was obvious to everyone watching the tape in, like, five seconds. It was over Zoom, and I texted somebody on the computer in, a ch- in the chat, like, Oh, she gets it. 
it was just so clear that Jevica was meant for this role. And then when I talked to her, she said, you know, I feel like I am Ryan. My friend heard me audition and she said, was like, yo, you are Ryan. It just felt like destiny, which is kind of one of the themes of the season. And then the other thing she did, which I didn't even see until after I knew she was Batwoman, she ha- was she had this athletic reel and athleticism reel of all of uh, and of all of like a montage of all her stunt. One of the things that she did was pushing this giant tire over like somersaults, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! All I needed to do is see you." I told her, "You had me at at tire flip." She just brings everything sort of intellect, emotion, heart, athletics. Everything you know you want in your hero. I think she had to do a really hard job, which is take a role for a script that didn't exist yet, and she was willing to trust us with it. She's So that's awesome. Unquote. Now also discussed during the panel is what the other characters will think of this new Batwoman. Nicole Kang said, quote, I'm especially excited to see this new relationship happen. In the wake of Mary dealing with this mysterious disappearance and how she decides to sort of take it and take it hard. Uh, Nicole Kang uh, went on and said, She's been a person who I think is always looking for family. So is also looking for community, is also looking for somebody to see her. Which is, I think, a huge source of why the clinic exists for her. There are just much deeper personal reasons for that. And I think Mary and Ryan sort of have that in common, perhaps, which is why I think Mary really looks to Ryan in this way. I'm actually really excited because there was this triangle between Alice, Kate, Kane, and Mary. And, you know, without Kate actively in that triangle, I'm really, really interested to see sort of Mary and Allison's relationship and where that goes. Because there's a lot that hasn't been dealt with, and Kate was a buffer of sorts between them, and so without that, anything could happen, unquote. And uh, Rachel, Rachel Scarston said about Alice's reaction, quote, I think Alice is just going to be peeved. Well, here she here she has this beautifully intricate plan for the demise of her sister, and that will have been foiled. But she's going to have a lot to be worried about, since we're introducing a new character, Sophia, who uh, Alice had talked about in the last season. The introduction of Sophia will be intriguing just because this is a sort of a backstory of Alice that we haven't had the opportunity to see before, unquote. Now, new episodes are due next year. The Flash movie was also presented. Producer Barbara Muschietti hinted that, quote, Well, I want you to go see it, so I'm not going to tell you a lot. But what I can tell you is that it's a ride. It's going to be fun and exciting, and there are a lot of DC characters in it. Flash is the superhero of this film because he's the bridge between all these characters and timelines. And in a way, it restarts everything. And doesn't forget anything, unquote. Now, it sounds like the Flash movie might kind of be a soft reboot for the DC movies. You know, let's kind of hope for a direction of anything but grimdark. You know, let's, let's lighten up the DC universe just a tad. Especially, you know, get the filter off the camera. Superman and Lois will see a new Superman suit, according to showrunner Todd Helbing. 
Now, he talked about the suit that was worn by uh, Tyler Hoechlin in the Arrowverse appearances, saying, quote, Originally, when you came on for the crossovers, that suit just wasn't built to sustain a series. And I think just in everything that we were talking about earlier, you know, Crisis gave us this fresh slate. Yeah, let's let's make a new suit. So there's going to be a real badass Superman suit in this show, unquote. Now, the series stars uh, Tyler Hoechlin as Clark Kent Superman, Elizabeth Tulock as Lois Lane, Jordan Ellis as Jonathan Kent, Alex Garfin as Jordan Kent, Superman and Lois' sons, as well as Emmanuel Chirek as, Lo- as Lana Lane and Eric Valdez as Lana's husband, Cal Cushing. The show is expected this January. Now, changes are coming to the DC Universe streaming at service. First up, Harlequin, Doom Patrol, and Titans are moving from DC Universe to HBO Max. So, what does this mean for the DC Universe app? It's becoming infinite. Coming January, it will be rechristened DC Universe Infinite, and will have 24,000 comics from DC's library with new comics added to the service six months after their release date, plus online-only books like Harlequin Black plus White plus Red and Batman The Adventures Continue will be on the service after only three months. The service will also finally expand to international markets in the summer of 2021. Now, let's go on to the Marvel news. We begin Marvel news today with the mental organism designed only for killing, a.k.a. MODOK. He'll be getting his own comic this December. MODOK Head Games comes from Patton Oswalt and Jordan Blum, the showrunners for Hulu's MODOK series. Now, this won't be Patton's first rodeo, having written issues for DC, Marvel, and Dark Horse comics before. The series will run for four issues with art by Scott Hepburn, with Cully Hamner, Scotty Young, and Dooley providing covers for MODOK Head Games number one. The comic is about, quote, Modoc is the ruthless and brilliant leader of the terrorist organization AIM, outsmarting heroes and outmaneuvering his cutthroat colleagues, gunning for his position. But when he begins to be haunted by memories of a family he never had, it leaves him unsure if he is losing his freakishly large mind, or perhaps there is a lot more to this enormous mind, or if there is something more sinister behind these visions. Unquote. Issue number one comes out on December 2nd. Avengers Endgame will not be the end of Thor's story, neither will Thor Love and Thunder be. Chris Hemsworth has confirmed that he will be Thor for a while longer, telling Poland's Ellie Mann, quote, Are you crazy? I'm not going I'm not going into any retirement period. Thor is way too young for that. I'm only fifteen hundred years old. It is definitely not a film that I say goodbye to this brand. At least I hope so. Unquote. Now, Thor Love and Thunder is due in theaters on February 11th, 2022. Hopefully, the pandemic is done by then, and we're all back in theaters. The X-Men comic spin-off, Children of the Atom, has a new release date. The comic from Vida Alaya and Bernard Chang was delayed due to the pandemic. In a statement, Marvel announced, quote, The mystery surrounding Children of the Atom will finally be answered when the previously announced series by writer Vada Ayala and artist Bernard Chang debuts this January. 
As the latest title to explore the new era of mutant kind following Jonathan Hickman's House of X, Children of the Atom will introduce a brand new team of young X-Men characters inspired by their favorite mutants. These gifted youngsters will keep will keep both the X-Men and fans guessing about who they are and where they came from. More than just mere sidekicks, the cast of Children of the Atom will have a major impact on the world of the X-Men when they burst onto the scene next year." Unquote. Now, December will also see the debut of Marvel Action Origins number one, a new monthly series from IDW Publishing. The series will be illustrated by Lana Savani, and each issue will tell the origin story of one villain and one hero. The series will be written by Christopher Illipolis and illustrated by Lana Savani. In the announcement, Christopher said, quote, Creating a gateway for young readers to learn more about the amazing characters of the Marvel Universe is a dream job. In this series, readers are going to learn about the emotions and inner thoughts of of these heroes and villains while learning about value and character. It's a series that shows the character behind the characters. Disney Plus has a new She-Hulk series coming, and it's found it's Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk. They've hired Emmy Award winner Tatiana Maslany, best known for Orphan Black, to play the cousin of Bruce Banner, who gets gamma-irritated powers after getting a blood transfusion from cousin Bruce to save her life. Fortunately, she remains intelligent when she hulks out. Kat Koiro will be directing episodes of the series, with Jessica Gao serving as writer and showrunner. Now, other TV shows in the Disney Plus Marvel lineup include WandaVision, which will arrive later this year, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Ms. Marvel, Loki, and Moon Knight. And uh, if you watched the Emmys last night, uh, we got the first trailer for the WandaVision series. And that looks that looks fantastic. I'm really interested to see how that how that turns out and what the story's about. Anyway, let's go on to the geek news. Now, we begin Geek News tonight with a moment of good news. Keeping up with the Kardashians will be ending in 2021. Our long national nightmare is over. Anyway, a Paramount Animation has acquired the rights to the Image Comics title Stray Dogs and has hired Game Night writer Mark Perez to write and Gary Doberman to produce the adaptation described as, quote, Silence of the Lambs meets Lady and the Tramp. Weird. Now, don't bother looking on the shelves for this comic just yet. Image hasn't even released the comic yet. The comic will come from Tony Flex and Trish uh, Forstner, best known for the work on IDW's My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, a true horror story. Sony has pulled Phil Lord and Chris Miller's animated movie Connected a month before it was due to be released. The description of the movie is, quote, Sony Pictures Animations Connected is an original animated comedy from director Mike Rianda and producers Phil Lord and Christopher Miller the l- about an everyday family struggle to relate when technology rises up around the world. When Katie Mitchell, voiced by Abby J- J- Jacobson, a creative outsider, is accepted into the film school of her dreams, her plans to meet her people at college are upended when her nature-loving dad, Rick, voiced by Danny McBride, determines the whole family should drive Katie to school together and bond as a family one last time. Katie and Rick are joined by the rest of the family, including Katie's wildly positive mom, Linda, voiced by Maya Rudolph, her quirky little brother, Aaron, voiced by Mike Rianda, and the family's delightfully chubby pug, Munchie. 
for the uh, ultimate family road trip. Suddenly, the Mitchell's plans are interrupted by a tech uprising. All around the world, the electronic devices people love, from phones to appliances to an innovative new line of personal robots, decide it's time to take over. When they, with the help of two friendly malfunctioning robots, the Mitchells will have to get past their problems and work together to save each other and the world. Unquote. Now, no word on when this will get a new release date or if it just might eventually be put out on video on demand. So, your guess is as good as mine. Jim Henson's Labyrinth movie is getting a new one-shot from Boom Studios. The Prestige miniseries will use an oversized art format. Jim Henson's Labyrinth Masquerade comes out this December, and here's the details. Quote, You're invited to the ball of the season, but all is not as it seems with the guest of Jareth's famous masquerade. As one of the partygoers slowly awakens to the reality of her topsy-turvy existence in the Goblin Kingdom, after Sarah's escape from the ball. As this mysterious participant puts together the pieces of who she is and where she is, her discoveries could unravel the very fabric of this fantasy world. Unquote. Now, Jim Henson's Labyrinth Masquerade Number 1 features main cover art by artist Jenny Friesen and variant art by Evan Cagle. And uh, as I said, will come out this December. Now, 2020 has taken a lot from us. Yeah, a lot. And now... It's taken one of my favorite shows. Adult Swim has announced it has canceled The Venture Brothers after seven seasons and 17 years. Because they really take the time to get this right. Jackson Public confirmed the terrible news via Twitter saying, quote, Unfortunately, it's true. Venture Brothers has been canceled. We got the highly disappointing news a few months ago while we were writing that what would have been Season 8. We thank you, our amazing fans, for 17 years of your kind and patient attention. And as always, we love you. Unquote. Now, however, there might be a ray of hope to this dark cloud. Variety spoke with Adult Swim, and they said that they were looking for a way to continue the story with Jackson and Doc Hammer. So, you know, maybe... An online-only show, say, on HBO Max? Please? Please? Anyway, that brings us to the end of the comic book news for for, uh, this week. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at MultiverseTom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you would like to contribute some money to the show, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to the Coffee Patreon and Glow.fm pages, as well as just hitting Multiverse Tonight and going to the Support Me link at the top of the page. And while you're there, check out the Affiliate Marketplace links, the link to the T Public store, our show notes, and so much more. And if you're a subscriber, be sure to share with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please hit that little button and be sure to subscribe and leave some feedback and let me know how we're doing special thanks to shane ivers for the intro music and lobo loco for the outro theme music thanks for watching the comic book edition of multiverse tonight we'll be back in just a couple of weeks with the sci-fi edition and a brand new comics edition now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion good night Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2020. All rights reserved.